Welcome to Cancelled. Here we are. It's uh, freezing cold in Austin, Texas, but I don't have a segue for that. Pat Dean's here, everybody. Yeah, it's freezing cold outside, but it's red hot in these headphones. What do you say to that? that Saved were, it. These headphones that we're not wearing. <laughs> yeah, we're not even wearing headphones. <laughs> How you doing, Fat? I'm good, man. It's it's cold as fuck, but you know what? We're it, it'll it's going to be like 70 degrees on Monday. So yeah, we'll it's going to be 80 degrees at one point next week. 80 degrees. What's so funny is that in 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 Austin, it kind of alternates years. Sometimes we we'll actually have pretty bad winters, and sometimes we just don't. Sometimes yeah. it's like a month or even less. And it's so funny because. The first time it gets super cold, I'm always like, I'm fucking moving. This is yeah. bullshit. And then three days later, it's 80 degrees. You're like, yeah, oh, right. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, just yeah. an idiot. I'm just a pussy. <laughs> I, when I, the, the day I moved here from New York, uh, we, I had left a blizzard. Like a blizzard. There was like three and a half feet of snow on the ground. Dang. Uh, and I moved here that night. It kind of like flurried a little bit, like real little. And uh, all my friends that lived here already were just calling me on the phone, like, are you seeing this? It's crazy. It's called a snowball fight. And I was like, can you calm down? Yeah, Please. guys. Like, Jake Flores is, like, making snow angels and shit. And I'm like, oh, God. Jake, calm down. <laughs> Somehow his, his snow angels were still slouched over. Yeah. <laughs> he was making very drunk snow angels. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, I need a carrot. That's uh, <laughs> a pretty spot on. Jake Flores for people that know him. Yep, it's very inside, but that's okay. <laughs> but it works. It works. Uh, uh, did you? So, what did you think? I'm still in. I'm. I like it, man. I enjoy this show. So we're doing episodes one and two of Colcheck the Night Stalker. Uh, episode one, The Ripper. Jack the Ripper. Yeah. Uh, in inter- what I like about both of these episodes is, and the second one a little bit less though. But not your traditional monsters. Yeah, uh, I mean they're doing like the last the 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 set next one is a like an old school Haitian voodoo zombie, but you don't see that much anymore. I guess it was a little more popular then. But this one is like Jack the Ripper is some sort of supernatural thing yeah, that yeah. can't die. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that was cool. I, I've always been fascinated with with Jack the Ripper. Uh, well, what's what's weird about him is that like I just remember like growing up in in Northern Virginia there was a uh, a service they would like clean uh they were like rake leaves just just like like do lumber shit like that yeah, yeah. and they they were called jack the ripper and i never really that's thought, fucking weird yeah i never it, why what is I, the I ripper part no idea that doesn't make any sense i never thought much about it there was always a sign on a on a certain road we drive past i never really thought anything about it and my mom was like man it's really messed up that that's called jack the ripper right like, well, why i don't know what are you talking about and she was yeah, like yeah. well this is this dude who like horrifically murdered women and i was like yeah. what and then you do some <laughs> research i don't think people realize quite how oh yeah horrific yeah violence. yeah I, I know you're a big comic book guy. Did you ever read From Hell? The one yeah, about Jack yeah, the Ripper? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I recently uh, reread that, so it's kind of been on my mind lately. So right. it's just kind of a coincidence that this is about Jack the Ripper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, also, again, with that, there's no connotation to lawn care in that name at all. I don't know. There's, there's no connection between the two no, things. No idea. If, like if it was like Jack the Raker. And it was some sort of pun on the thing, and there's like a like a ghoulish guy with a rake as the logo. I'd be like, okay, this is your you have a macabre sense of humor, but at least it makes sense. But that's literally like if you had a fucking house cleaning service and it was just called Ted Bundy. Like that doesn't make any sense. 
<laughs> the Boston Strangler pet care. All right, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it's very, it's very odd. Yeah, the Jack the Ripper thing is 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 such an interesting, crazy yeah. story. And if you get deep into like the oh god, the sort of conspiracy theory because they never solved it. It's like unsolved no. crime. And there's so many people, like, there's so many theories of who that guy is, and did he make it to the, like, there's murders here that people like, attribute to him, and yeah. all that oh, stuff. Yeah, it's really the, fascinating. The servant girl annihilated. Later, they yeah. say, might have been, which is a classic Austin serial killer, the yeah. reason we have those moon towers. Yep. Which is very interesting. I recently, man, real weirdos. quick, I, know, yeah, I, 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 I went, we'll get into it. I went home for Christmas, and I was talking uh, to my friend, and we were talking, because I just reread from hell we're right. talking about Jack the Ripper somehow he came up in conversation you know as you do <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. on Christmas night you talk about <laughs> and I mentioned like oh yeah you know it's crazy because in Austin there was a serial killer called the Servant Girl Annihilator and some people think that that was Jack the Ripper who came over here right. and she was she, then she got into an argument with me about whether or not Texas was a state when Jack the Ripper was happening <laughs> right and I was like well okay but what what year was what year was that? Yeah. Well, that was in 1888. Okay, and uh, do, do you remember a thing called the Civil War? <laughs> where, and so we got into it, and she's like, "Well, I don't think it was a st- well, the land was here." And in my head, I'm like, "You're not dumb. I don't know why <laughs> right, you just right, have right. a." It's so funny when you talk to someone who has a shocking ignorance about like a one particular thing. thing. Sure. Well, yeah, World War II. I mean, that was only like you know like two months. You're like, Wait, what <laughs> are you talking about? It was just so interesting to me. Uh, I like this episode. It starts very much. It's interesting because it almost feels piloty in that they kind of repeat a lot of beats from the movies, mm-hmm. um, but they know enough that like oh people a lot of people watch those first TV movies, yeah. so they mix it up just enough. You know, it's not a vampire this time; it's this kind of new monster. Um, they put a lot of, of air quoting humor that yeah. is like weird, yeah. uh, particularly. This dude Updike, that this so there's another guy. reporter named Updike uh, that lives that works at the now they're in Chicago. Yeah, um, which is Vincenzo's weird. there as well. Oh, whatever. He's just there. But if you remember the, the 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 second movie ended with him going to New York, right? Now but they're all together. They're all in a car. Him, that girl is just gone. By the way, <laughs> she's that, never it, mentioned. She's just never mentioned again. <laughs> I think they might have killed her. Uh, um. <laughs> But they, uh, uh, so yeah, they're supposed to go to New York. Something clearly happened there. Who knows? They're now in Chicago. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming he found a Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> Something happened. He got yeah. run out of that town. Uh, but it opens so exactly like the previous ones where it's like Chicago, a hot night in Chicago, like that tabloid voiceover. Yeah. But the, the, the club where the girls were, the girl works in this one is Murray's boom, boom room. It's amazing. Perfect. Like the most perfect. Like if I ever had money to open a bar, I would call it Chris's Boom Boom Room. Again, a very seventies kind of name. Yeah, well, I, I I just like that they just hit the ground running. He there's not a ton of expo. There's exposition, but there's not enough. Like you're saying, the, the, it's like yo, know, people have seen this before. Right, we're just gonna get into it. He slips right back into the character. Like 100%. it's just it's like it's it's like they made it like the day after. And, but it's also like they set up just enough. That if you hadn't watched the movies, you can kind of pick up. He's a reporter. The he this is his editor. Yeah, they work in this newspaper. The cops hate him, of course. They always because hate him. they just hate him immediately. Hate him so vehemently. <laughs> There's just this like guttural hatred of him. Uh, it's funny because like you guys are Chicago cops. Like, right. there's so much more stuff for you to be upset about about your job. Sure. Like. I would be so mad if I was a cop in, in Chicago. I'd be like, oh, great. I got to deal with this shit. 
Like, yeah. I'd have to be mad about it. Not Kolchak. I'd be psyched uh, to see Kolchak. Yeah, he seems cool. Like, I have a nice conversation Witty. with the guy. He probably got some booze in his pocket. <laughs> uh, he, he gets in, like... Is in trouble with the reporter, so he has to fill out the. Or he's in trouble with his editor, so he has to answer the advice column I love letters. That. What I really like about that is he has to answer all of the letters, regardless of if they're used in the newspaper or not. Not all of those letters are getting column That's inches, what's so right? Odd about so he it. just he just has to give advice to <laughs> fucking weirdos, <laughs> which is funny because what I was thinking when I was watching it, I was like. This, Vincenzo knows Kolchak, knows what his deal is, knows he always sees ghosts everywhere. Yeah. Why is he the one answering? Right. Put him on a beat. Come on. Yeah. You like, know, take this Updike guy. So Updike <laughs> is his, like, another reporter that works there that Kolchak very cleverly calls Uptight. And the guy's like, it's Updike. He gets which so I, mad. He gets so mad. And also he gets mad in a way of, like, like he's tired of correcting Kolchak. Not in the way that like Kolchak's making fun of me, but I'm like, how many times do I have to tell you it is Updike? He knows. He's calling you uptight on purpose. <laughs> do you realize you're calling me by a different name, <laughs> sir? Uh, and uh, this another uh, trademark of the movies that I think they, that they went to real fast in this is the cops find the murderer real quick. Uh, yeah. It's like in the first 10 minutes, they're already chasing this guy down who jumps off the roof of a four-story building, <laughs> lands in the center of a circle of cops, starts fighting them, runs away, and immediately the cops are like, yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. Maybe he jumped off the first floor. <laughs> and they're like, but... And Nicole said, because they, they have that thing again like they did in the movies where... He's at the uh, the press conference, and they they say some stuff, and Kolchak's like, okay, how do, how about, you want to address why he was able to jump off a four-story building, beat up all of your cops, run away? And the guy's like, uh, maybe he jumped off the first floor. And Kolchak says, I mean, maybe, except that he didn't, because I yeah. watched him. Like, that's I, his exact response. I love that, like, the recurring things in this series are him being like, we all saw this. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. He always goes, you were there. Right. There's, there's two things. There's that where he goes, you were there. You saw it with your own eyes. And then he also goes, the thing we talked about last time, which is, this is news. Yeah, he yeah, loves yeah. the news, man. That's his whole thing, man. He loves He's a it. good reporter. Yeah. And I actually like that it really grounds the character in a, such a ridiculous universe. Yeah. Where there are vampires and uh, immortal Jack the Rippers and whatever yep. running around where then he is just actually the reason he keeps ending up in these situations is he can't stop following stories. Yeah. He is a reporter through and through. I enjoy that aspect. Of and he's into much. the truth. And the truth just happens to be this batshit insane. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Every time. <laughs> he also, in the voiceover at one point, he goes, Chicago. <laughs> and I love it. I love it so much. Yeah. Uh, there's also a great line where he asks the coroner, goes, do you have any background on this girl? And then there's a pause, and he goes, so it goes like this. Do you have any background on this girl? She's dead. That's the whole background, is she's dead. And he like know. looks at her like, yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, but Updike gets the story. to follow. So basically, a bunch of girls are being murdered. We find out eventually that it's Jack the Ripper. We can just go ahead and throw that out there. Why not? Uh-huh. Who's magic? It's ma- He's like a supernatural. They trace it back. Jack the Ripper has never been able to be killed. And uh, there's another reporter from this other... This is also a comedy element that is mean-spirited and does not work for me at all. <laughs> there's a reporter woman from an, uh, a 
a competing newspaper, but her and, and Kolchak are friends. They just happen to work for competing yeah. newspapers. There's not like it's like a tabloid. There's no thing. beef. Yeah, they yeah. keep talking about how, like her newspaper is so salacious or whatever, but they're covering the same story. Uh-huh. Yeah, you're the one talking about Frankenstein's and vampires. Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, you can't really judge. Yeah, yeah. That's probably why they get along. Um, but they can't stop pointing out how fat she is. For starters, she's not fat. She's not fat at all. She's not a fat. She's not skinny. Like she's not like rail thin. But she looks like an average human being. She is not fat. Which is funny because I have always thought about like that time period, sixties, seventies. I've always thought about like. The, their standards of beauty were different. Where like you, you didn't have to be rail thin, right. Paris Hilton looking, and still be considered, you know, a a, a typically pretty lady right. or whatever. Like, so that's nope. what that was very odd to me. They keep at one point when when we first meet her, uh, he says like her name, which is like Jean or whatever, and then he's like, she's fat. She just says it. Uh-huh. She, and she, I wrote it down, says, she talks about water retention, being big bone, but I have to think the six to eight meals a day with snacks in between <laughs> have to have something to do with it. I'm like, this woman is perfectly normal. And then when they go, they go to get like lunch or whatever so you can pick her brain, and she orders so much yeah. food. She's like, I'll have the hamburger, a side of fish and chips, a, pe- a slice of pecan pie, a milkshake, blah, blah, blah. She orders all this like comical amount of food. And Kolchak's looking at her like, hey, like, like <laughs> ridiculous comedy. And it, it kind of didn't work for me, yeah, particularly which... of how not fat she was. Like, if she had been fat, I'd be like, okay, this is just a different yeah, time. This joke makes sense. It's 1970s. There were less uh, about body shaming, whatever. Yeah. At least the joke makes sense. She's just a woman... That is how, and like other characters pointed out later on, he <laughs> yeah, goes yeah. to interview this old woman who's like a witness, uh, and he's like, "Yeah, some other woman met the guy in the park or whatever," and he's like, "Oh, what did that woman look like?" And he goes, "She goes, well, she was fat," and I was like, <laughs> "No, she wasn't." It's so weird. It's it'd be like if I made fun of you for being bald. Yeah, it's like well, I don't really. This is hurtful and also doesn't make sense. So I don't know what you're doing right it's now. Accurate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that that was very very odd. Uh, I, yeah, I wrote that down. I just wrote down, she's not fat! <laughs> yeah, I wrote that multiple times. Uh, so, there's another murder that happens at a massage parlor. Hell yeah. Where all the women... Do you say hell yeah? Yeah, buddy. Yeah. That's, where I wanna, that's where I want to die. Fucking massage parlor in Chicago. First off, it's like a genie-themed... Yeah. Like, all the women are dressed like I dream of genie, kinda. Uh, and... There's options for what kind of massage you can get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the first one's like, well, the number one package is like hot oil, blah, 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 blah. It's like, or you can get the basic talcum massage. A talcum powder massage? So what you're offering is an excessively dry massage. That is the least inviting thing I've ever... (laughs) Just, well, there's a sand massage. You can have that. There's, there's a massage where we punch you in the gut afterwards. <laughs> yeah, oh, well. It's just such a weird choice. Very strange. Word. That was a very bizarre but, scene. But they also said it like, at the time, everyone knew of the classic talcum massage. It wasn't yeah. like a done for a joke or something. Uh, he uh, the, the Jack the Ripper shows up, kills one of the girls. Now, he's fucking like killing these women. They're like cutting their heads off. Yeah. Like, they, you don't see it, but they describe the violence, and it's very, very brutal. Particularly, this poor Updike keeps showing up to these places and this like throwing up, and <laughs> he's just like doing like like 
playing with his collar and be like, oh, and passing out, like getting the vapors. And then Kolchak's like giving him shit about it. Like, sure. oh, you're upset at this horrific murder scene? <laughs> yeah. Fucking But jerk. also, I mean, it's come up, it does prove like Updike's just not cut out for this. Oh, Particularly yeah. when he almost steps on the body the first time <laughs> in the room. Uh, and then when he writes the story, what he writes, instead of a story about these horrific murders, is... Behind the scenes in a massage parlor. Like, he doesn't even write about the murder. It was so odd. Yeah, so this guy, Uptight, uh, he fucking, yeah, like, turns in this report, and they're like, why? You're talking about the behind, yeah, he's like, the behind the scenes, the woman just got murdered. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, that's... And, and you wrote a story, you're assigned the story of this murder, and the story you write is that there are hand jobs being given out at this massage parlor, <laughs> which I, I did find kind of interesting. I'd like that's always just been what massage parlors were. Yeah. When we first get there, I was like, oh, I wonder if this is going to be a Jack Shack like they are now. Yeah. Yep. Hundred percent. Yep. That's exactly what they were. The driest one you'll ever have. <laughs> Talcum hand job. The one thing it's funny because like, <laughs> did you notice? Like, I I was watching this and I was like, what, there was one line of dialogue that made me go, what the fuck? Where they're talking about like the different murders over the years. And at one point, he just does research, and he says, yeah, and he dismembered five flower girls. Yeah. I wrote that down, and then just wrote, holy shit, and all <laughs> out of nowhere. Well, yeah, they keep talking about how there have been all these Jack the Ripper murders yeah. throughout history. Uh, they keep being like groups of five, and then there's a new one in a new city. And occasionally, they catch, or, catch a, a Jack the Ripper. And what's funny is they, I, I thought they were going to do a thing where, like, Oh, we find out that they've just been pinning these murders on hobos or whatever. Yeah. Because this guy can't die. No, they keep catching them. They keep, like, there was one where they tried to hang them. They couldn't hang them, all this stuff. Yeah, that was weird. Uh, um, I don't remember how they explained away how he escapes every time, do they? He just keeps escaping, which we see in this one. Uh, I really enjoy. So eventually... Uh, Cops, they the cops catch him. He hits a like an electrified fence, which kind of knocks him out. Yeah, and they were able to, to take him into custody. And this is where we get the the as happened in both movies, the Kolchak running in and like, don't you see what's going on? Scene where he's yelling at the cops. Uh, <laughs> this time though, Kolchak has been arrested for trying to bang one of the process, one of the massage yeah. parlor ladies. So he shows up at the massage parlor and is like, I think something horrible is going to happen here. Because uh, he, he knows that the Ripper's going to come back to the scene of the crime and murder somebody else. And uh, he's like, so what I want to do is just wait in the closet and just watch and I'll take some pictures. Uh, you know, I don't want to do anything weird or whatever. And the cop's like, uh, the massage parlor lady's an undercover cop. Yeah. And, and he's like, oh, no, what is going on here? Like, it's just like, just a classic, like, farce, which yeah. I enjoyed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, until two seconds later, Jack the Ripper shows up, kills both cops. And kills them. Kills both cops immediately, which I thoroughly enjoyed. I'm wondering how many times throughout this, this series, and I, I really like it now, but I wonder if it's going to wear thin, of the cops just being like, no, you're crazy. Yeah, like, yeah, I wonder yeah, yeah. if there's going to finally be a point where they're like, maybe we should listen to this cold Well, I feel like if he sticks around Chicago, which it kind of seems like he is. I think he does, yeah. Then that has to happen, right? Eventually, at some right? point, it has to fucking they have to figure it at out. At some point, the cops and his editor have to believe him. Right. The editor- he's just constantly right. <laughs> <laughs> but then also, I want to go back... Real fast, there's just a couple more things with the fat reporter lady. Again, I apologize. She's not fat. But there's a couple just like... So at one point she says to him... She says, like, Kolchak... Like, she's been pointing out that there's been all these Jack the Ripper murders throughout history. And she's kind of saying that, like, people copycat murder yeah. throughout history. And he's getting to the point where he's like, oh, no, it's like the same dude or whatever. And he t- and she goes... 
that would make him older than your suit. I'm like, yeah, good. That's a classic burn. <laughs> yeah. Good work. Hell yeah. But then he has such a brutal line. Uh, she's she is meeting all these people that are writing in and claiming to be the murderer. Yeah. People are writing letters to the newspaper. One of them is Jack the Ripper, but other people are writing letters as well. So she's going and meeting all these people, and he's like, don't, you know, don't do that. Like, these are fucking crazy people. Yeah. Eventually you're going to meet somebody who's going to hurt you or whatever. But at one point, she says, I'm going to meet this Jack the Ripper. And in voiceover, she, the fucking Kolchak goes, if I were him, I'd meet her anywhere but a restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking asshole. You know he wants to murder her. <laughs> it's also in voiceover. There's no reason for it. That's just a mean joke for us. It's uh, yeah. just for the audience. Yeah. Well, if you're going to murder her, I would suggest you save some money first, kid. Okay, yeah, yeah, cool, Jack. Yeah, yeah. Bring a big knife. This is weird. Uh, Bring a big knife. She's a big gal. Hey, did I mention yeah. she's fat? This fatso? It's like, okay, Kolchak, come on, man. It. Yeah, come, <laughs> calm down. We understand. Uh, so they eventually catch the guy. They catch Jack the Ripper. He's in, uh, and so Kolchak is giving the fucking cops the, like, here's what's going on. I've darned you. You're blind if you don't see it, and you're never going to be able to capture him. And they go, well, fucking joke's on you. We did capture him. He's, in a, he's upstairs in maximum security, and there's a great, I really enjoyed this moment. Well, first off, Kolchak says, for once be a cop and not an ostrich. Which yeah, I really what like. was that? Well, ostriches put their head in the sand, right? That's the classic oh, ostrich bit. Nah, well, it's just such yeah. a good, there's a, there's a pacing to the way the dialogue is delivered in this show that is like just not done anymore yeah it's that 70s almost like a play kind of snappy fast dialogue and i really enjoy it but uh at one point he walks an example of that is uh the cop goes well uh jokes on you we did capture him he says he's upstairs in maximum security you know what maximum security means it means nobody goes in nobody goes out and then this cop walks in and goes your prisoner just broke out of maximum security it's just (laughs) like that fast very calm it's very calm (laughs) and the way he he broke out of maximum security was he just pushed the door out of the wall it's like a metal door and he just pushes like the cement around it till it breaks and just pushes it out and walks out yeah which i think is how he's been escaping throughout time so they can't catch just they can't hold him he's just super strong um, that's so dumb <laughs> Kolchak is very mad at Updike because uh, he won't so Kolchak remembers that there's a, a a letter that he was reading in the advice columns that is about these like some old woman was like I keep seeing this man in a cape and he's got x-ray eyes or whatever yeah yeah uh, and he's like oh that's gotta be the killer uh, but he can't find the letter there's a ridiculous gag at one point where he's like I, I answered all the letters I gotta go uh, and uh, the Editor opens up one of the drawers to his desk and letters like fly out at him. Yeah. Like they're being shot out of a gun. Like it's just a dumb gag. Uh, <laughs> just 10,000 letters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How yeah, popular yeah. is this newspaper? Like, <laughs> Who's writing all these letters to the fucking advice columnist? Troubled souls in Chicago. I, I guess it's also pre Google. Like nobody yeah. can ask oh, the yeah. internet questions, right? You got to ask Emily or whatever this Oh, dang. Oh, yeah. Yeah. People used to be like uncertain. <laughs> now everyone knows everything and it's infuriating. That's why everyone's an asshole on Facebook because like everyone knows everything and you're like oh man <laughs> sucks uh, he goes uh, uh, he goes to meet her is through that he's able to figure out where the Ripper is living um, I also really like that there's no explanation at all for what 
the Ripper is. Yeah. Like, why is he able to live forever? Why does he have super strength? None of that is answered. Yeah. It's just, here's a new monster. He's fucking crazy. The only thing that can kill him is electricity. At one point, uh, Kolchak realizes that he had murdered a bunch of girls in New York, uh, but then he ran away before he killed the five because he realized they have the electric chair there, and if he gets caught, then he'll fucking whatever. And it's funny because, like, for a reporter covering this, he kind of doesn't seem that curious as to what Jack the Ripper is. He's sort of like, it's just what he is. He does not give a shit. No. Um, he goes he the only thing that would make him more mad is if he was fat yeah. that would make him oh this fat guy he, al- fat people. he also doesn't really give much of a shit about fat girl because he shows up to, uh, he does the classic like give me half an hour and I'm gonna I gotta go get my story then I'll call him yeah, cops he loves he shows that. up to Jack Ripper's uh, at the Ripper's lair he's walking around a bit uh, <laughs> he he opens the closet and Jean, the fat reporter, falls out. She's dead. She's and dead. he just kind of like looks at her and then just keeps walking. There's like no like, oh, this was my friend. Yeah. Like they ate meals together and shit. They clearly were friends. Hope they have Big Macs in heaven. Yeah. <laughs> Moving along. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's Jack. a gag that I actually really enjoyed where so he's hiding in a closet because he hears the Ripper walk in. He's hiding in the closet. And then the Ripper like... Starts hanging up his cape, yeah, his little cane, and I don't know why that made me laugh so hard. I just like picturing, like, if they pan to the rest of the closet, there was just a closet full of capes, <laughs> of identical capes. Well, it's you know funny what I that mean? Jack the Ripper never updated his wardrobe. Nope. He just dresses like a Victorian murderer, <laughs> just a creepy cap and a fucking cane, cape and a stupid cane. The way no one dresses. Uh, at which point. Uh, Kolchak just freaks out in the closet and runs out. Runs I like that him. part. Yeah, like, so, yeah, so he's in the closet and and and, and uh, he's hiding. And you think like, oh shit, Jack Ripper's going to discover him. But no, Jack Ripper's just putting away his stuff, and Kolchak just can't take it and freaks out. <laughs> no, I just yeah. really liked it, man. That makes sense. That makes sense. I would freak out. Yeah, a weird touch of realism. Uh, he runs out. He run, but to immediately forget the realism, he runs out of the room and so fast. Then he just bolts like a cartoon down the hall, hits a balcony, breaks through it, yeah. falls over, <laughs> down the stairs. It's like a fucking cartoon. It's so weird. Uh, it made me laugh, but it's just fucking like, it's very cartoonish. It's really bizarre. And then he pops up, he's like, oh, my hip. And he just runs yeah, out of the house. Yeah, going. It's like, this guy's like superhuman, Kolchak, yeah, yeah. in a weird way. Yeah, he runs out of the house, the Ripper's chasing him. This part confused me a little bit. He runs through some water. Uh, the 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 Ripper's chasing him, and then he sticks some wire in the water and electrocutes him. Well, which he, makes sense. But did I, did I miss him setting that up? He set that up uh, when, okay. when he first got there. I actually thought it was very clever. He got there and set the wires up. Yeah, I yeah, guess yeah. he knew he would try to lure him lure back him out, out that somehow. Makes yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, I just I must have missed that. I must have been taking notes or something. Yeah, I missed that part. Well, then that makes perfect sense. Uh, so Otherwise, he, yeah, that would be completely out of nowhere. I was like, what happened? How did he put get these wires? Like, I was very confused. <laughs> Uh, but he, you know, he does. He electrocutes the guy, and then, uh, but all that electricity also sets the house on fire, which I like. It's another example that happened in the previous movie of, uh, yes, he saved the day, but in saving the day, he has also destroyed all the evidence. Gets no credit. That yeah. would prove the fact that a he saved the day, and b there were these crazy supernatural things going on. The only evidence left is an old shoe. Yeah, it's such a dumb moment where Kolchak's like, "Yeah, there was like I burnt down the house, so nothing was left. It was all ashes. Uh, his body was burnt." Uh, he's like, "But what was left behind was one of his vintage uh, a shoe from this like 
English shoe manufacturer. You know, they haven't made that shoe since 1895 or whatever. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, they kinda... st- shoes don't disappear after a certain period. <laughs> that's, that's just an old shoe. Like, if that was Austin, you'd just be the hippest of hipsters. Right. You we, have you a can, vintage shoe. You can buy vintage clothing. Right. It's, it's, that's why it's, it's a called whole vintage. Business. Yeah. Yeah, that 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 was that was interesting. What, what what I really liked about what I like about Kolchak is that Kolchak is just not stealthy in the slightest. Like when no. he's breaking into these homes, he's just like throwing rocks through the window <laughs> and then loudly getting in and like stomping around. Like, what is this? What's going on? He just doesn't give a fuck. It's so odd. Well, I think what's odd, I think it's odd because we are used to heroes now. Where, like, you work for a tech firm, but you get thrust into some fucking thing where you have to, like, yeah. have spy skills. And now you also have all the best spies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, heroes now aren't just regular dudes. So they all can fight great, and they can fucking hack, and they can do whatever. Whereas Kolchak's just like, he's good at reporting and finding things, but everything else, not so much. No, not so really. So he's just stomping around. He can't fight. He's like... He can't fight at all. Yeah, yeah. He's kind of just being thrown into walls and shit. Uh-huh. The cops. Well, it's funny because the cops can't even fight in this show. The, the, the cops, cops just blindly cops. shoot into the darkness. Yeah. And he's just in the middle of it. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. No, what's so weird is that, like, I. That. Okay, the cops hate Kolchak for all the wrong reasons. Sure. Because he's just asking questions and they're, right. like, getting and mad. And solving mysteries. He is solving murders yeah. left and right. And they get pissed at him when he's literally in the middle of a firefight bumping into people. They're just sort of like, well, that's just what he does. Yeah, he's, he's, yeah, he's just around. It's odd. He's constantly, and it is weird, he is constantly in, like, the middle of the action. He, and just, like, taking pictures with a very old camera. With a flash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just no, no problem. That flash would be blinding police officers when they're trying mean, to shoot at things. Like they, they real guns. bad. They're like three feet away from you, Kolchak. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, nobody gives a fuck about that at all. No. But if he like asks a uh, a witness a question next to a cop, the cop's like, "Yeah, get out of here! What are you doing?" <laughs> like he just loses his mind. Yeah, very, very interesting. His relationship with the cops. Um, they hate him. They hate him so much, and it makes in this next episode. I kind of like it. Because they write into as as to why the next yeah. episode is called the zombie. I thoroughly enjoyed this episode as well. And it was funny when I read the I title, I was like, "Oh, zombies!" And in that way, that like, I'm a, I'm a fan. I have I have the original logo of the the logo of the original Dawn of the Dead as a tattoo. Like, I'm a fan of the zombie thing. Even I'm a little fucking done with them at this point. Yeah, zo- been, we've been so inundated with it. Yeah, they're, they're zombie overkill for sure right now. Uh, so when I read that, I was like, uh, but then I realized it's 1972. It's not that. Yeah, it's fucking like old school voodoo zombies. Yeah, which I was fucking into very much. Uh, um, they mixed up the opening this time. I feel like the last one felt very repetitious of the movies prior mm-hmm. in a way that they kind of had to tie them into being the series, get everybody in. And now they're kind of not doing the same thing. It's yeah. not like, oh, girls have been murdered. There's some sort of monster. What's going to happen next? This one opens with like some fucking guys out in, a, in a, like a shed somewhere. They're like mob guys. They talk about one of them being like an old... Uh, an old fighter or whatever. It's a, I, I enjoyed the fact that they mixed it up. I also enjoyed the fact that they called the mob the Syndicate in the seventies. Great, yeah. way cooler. The Syndicate is way cooler. It's it, yeah, for sure. It, well, it's weird because like the history of the mob in America is so bizarre because like 
a lot, apparently just from like watching documentary. I'm not I'm not like an expert, but I know yeah, a little yeah. bit. Like people didn't think the mob was real. Right. They, thought, time, it, they yeah. thought it was how funny is this concept? Prejudice against Italians. <laughs> Remember that? What the fuck was that well, about? Well, what's funny now is the only people that say that are in the mob. Well, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. You know what I mean? Where the mob's <laughs> like, "Don't hey, you just slandering the good name of Christopher Columbus." It's like, "No, you're actually a murderer." No, um, you're organized crime. Yeah, yeah. And also I just never bought that because like Every group has their own organized crime. Yeah. Right? It's just like, particularly with immigrants or whatever, mm-hmm. you come over, you're poor, poor people are going to commit crimes. And they just, whatever. Like, there's Jamaican organized crime, there's Irish, there's Italian, there's whatever. Um, the coolest being the Yakuza, for sure. Yeah, of course. Uh, triads, pretty cool, but a little too, like, I don't know. There's a little bit of like a mystical thing going on because just of the name. But Yakuza is just like the baddest. It's the awesome. Baddest. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's no Yakuza in this episode. Just getting excited about the mob. <laughs> we just are fans of the Yakuza. We love your work, John. Yeah, 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 yeah. We no, love I, that. I, I mean, show. really enjoy it. <laughs> like your tattoos. Uh, also, there's a crazy museum in uh, Japan that is just like the skin of old mobsters. The, the Yakuza are very famous for having these full body tattoos. Yeah. And there's a museum in Japan that is just the skin of ex of old really? Yakuza members hung up. And you can see their tattoos and shit. It's real weird. Um, so this episode, uh, so like I said, there's this, these people get murdered. Uh, these like kind of mob guys get like beat to death. Yeah. In the opening credits. Uh, we go to see Kolchak. They're still in Chicago. I guess, except there's a lot of mountains around. We'll get into that in a minute. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah, there's like a farm. Weird fields. Uh <laughs> Vincenzo, the editor, tells him that he has to take this girl reporter who I thought was a secretary. I apologize, gender roles. Yeah. But she seemed... She was mad that he was eating and, like, spilled something. Yeah. And I'm like, well, it seems like the person would have to clean that up or whatever. Yeah. would be upset about that. Uh, but it turns out she's, like, the daughter of the guy who owns the newspaper. Uh, and Vincenzo, the editor, wants Kolchak to take her under his wing. The story doesn't really go anywhere. No. Uh, um, I just love that... It's just it- there for, like... Hum- again, quotation mark humor. I just love that it's because, again, a repeated thing on this show is that I love when he and his editor scream at each other. It's the funniest thing to me. It happens a lot. So when he's like, ah, Kolchak, I'll take you out for coffee. He's like, yeah. oh, the last time you took, I'll buy you a Danish. The last time that happened. I just yeah, love that. I ended just- up in Australia covering <laughs> a fucking kangaroo race or whatever. He invites him out for breakfast and he gets enraged. I love it. God, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love yeah. that so much. Uh, um, it turns out he was telling him, oh, you got to take this girl under your wing. He, uh, they have to go cover. So the, there's going to be a police raid on this, mo- on this mafia compound where they believe there would be a bunch of bodies buried. Uh, and he, Kolchak gets to go cover this if he brings the girl along. So they show up. And first off, they drive past several mountains to a farm. Uh, in Chicago. Yeah, you know how the, all those farms in Chicago. All those mountains! I, it's not a mountainous <laughs> region. I don't believe. I'm not great at geography, but I'm just saying. Yeah, Chicago, the land of a thousand lakes. What's going on here? <laughs> what? Um, and immediately, I'm like, is this girl... So, they're going, and she's like, uh, it's not... Ne- she's, she's like, I graduated from uh, Columbia Journalism School, which is a great school, yeah. but she doesn't know the word nepotism. She says, like, nepotism or something crazy, and he's like, it's nepotism. And also, I think she might be a little retarded. Like, Yeah, there's something going on. So they show up at this raid, and it's in the middle of a full-on gun battle. 
The guys in the barn are shooting out at them. They're, the cops are shooting at the people in the barn. It's a full-on, there's 20 people shooting at each other. And she just gets out of the car with her camera and walks directly into the middle of all that. And she's like, I gotta take pictures of the side of a barn? Yeah, there's not even that? windows. She, she can't see anything. She's just taking pictures of this barn. Not the cops shooting at the barn. No, the actual barn. The barn itself and... Uh, Fucking the cops are like, somebody get this broad out of here. Yeah. Uh, Kolchak gets her and puts her in the trunk, which I enjoyed. Well, what's so funny is but that... But he, like, tricked her into getting in the trunk. She's like, oh, you get in the trunk, you can take photos from there. And she was like, okay, boss. And yeah, that's yeah, why yeah. you're like, well, there's something wrong with her. I think she might be retarded. Well, what's weird is that, like, so she, he gets so mad at her for acting... Like he would act, he does it all the shit. Just all the goes time. in the middle of this fucking firefight, and that's yeah, what he does. He's like, "Get out of the way! You're gonna get yourself killed." Runs in the middle of this firefight, like, well, but you're doing the same. I the don't know. The cop, uh, well, but she's a girl. That's true. I think that's literally what we're supposed to buy. Is it like, oh no, men can do this, but you're doing men's work. Oh right yeah, now. yeah. Uh, the cop says, "says the Kolchak, you stop a bullet with that cabbage you call a head. Don't come crying to me." I love <laughs> this dialogue yeah, yeah. so much. Uh, it's just this show's just. Fun. It's just fun, yeah. It's like there's a there's a campiness, but it also takes itself just serious enough that it's not all goofy. Like I feel like some of those moments of like actual tension do work. Yeah, like you do feel like he's in jeopardy. <laughs> um, he goes to uh, there's a running gag where he's going to get information from this coroner named Gordy the Ghoul. This dude who uh, has. Come up, he's like he makes money by making the people that come into the into the morgue gamble. I was kind of like confused. Okay, so some so he basically runs a numbers racket, and the numbers racket, uh, as it's always been explained to me, is like it was often the uh, like the stock exchange papers in a newspaper or whatever, and at the end of the day, you would go to like this page. And the bottom row of this page, and whatever those four digits were, that was the number for the day. And that's how, like, if you read, if you played the numbers in a town, it was like a lottery, but an illegal lottery. The, okay. mob, the mob would run the numbers racket. Uh, Why don't you just go to a regular lottery? Eh, you don't have to worry about getting your better odds. legs broken. Because it's, like, only four numbers, so you get better odds. It's lower payoffs, but it's better odds. Oh, okay. So you're not playing, it's not 50, it's not 20 numbers, it's four numbers. Oh, so right. it's just better odds. Okay. Um... Yeah, that was very odd. And you can make, like, lower bets or whatever, from what it's explained to me. He's making a numbers racket based on the date of birth of of corpses coming into the morgue. What a sicko. Uh, He's a a fucking weirdo. Uh, But what I also really like is that, like, he's forcing Kolchak to... It's not a matter of, like, oh, do you want to play the numbers? He's like, you gotta play the numbers. I need 20 bucks right now or whatever. Uh, He gives him the information. Turns out uh, they killed... So... It's a little convoluted. Yeah. Uh, the cops kill all the guys in the barn, all the mob guys. But it turns out there's an extra body in there of this giant black dude uh, named who the fuck knows. They say his name later. I forgot. Uh, it's also not really important. It's like a French name. It's like a French yeah. name. Um, the Gordy the Ghoul tells him uh, he was in here last week. He's like, oh, what do you mean? He's like, oh, we, I, they, they brought him in dead last week. Uh, and now they've brought him back in dead. I'm like, oh, well, that doesn't make any sense. Uh, Gordy um, the Ghoul, by the way, completely unfazed by that. Doesn't bother. Doesn't, doesn't seem to care. He goes, this is odd. He says something like, <laughs> that's it. Like, there's no, like, oh, I already did an autopsy on this man. Something weird is happening. Doesn't matter. <laughs> also, uh, 
chicken blood poured out of his ears. The body, the, the body of the dead guy's like chicken blood poured out of his ears, and, and Gordon the ghoul's like, "Hey, would you look at that?" Like doesn't he doesn't seem to care. Doesn't not phased. Not phased. Uh, <laughs> Kolchak has to go uh, investigate the mob. And when he investigates this black guy, it turns out that he was an enforcer for essentially the black mob. Yeah. Uh, this guy who was played by the guy who played Huggy Bear, I can't remember his name, but his name in this is it. Bernard Sweetstick Jones. Sweetstick. Sweetstick. It's just so perfect of a name. And also, I have to say, it was a little weird, and it shouldn't be. They They talk about, like, they say a lot in this episode, oh, this black guy. Or this black guy yeah. got buried, this black guy was back in the morgue, this black guy. And it's a little jarring, because the TV doesn't talk like that anymore. Yeah. It's not a thing where they'd be like, I'll tell you what, what since when does people cared about black paupers being buried in graves, or whatever they yeah. say. And it's like, oh, every couple times I found myself being like, oh, Kolchak, With the calm down a little bit. But literally, they're just saying, oh, there was a black guy here. Like, yeah, and, and I'm literally like, oh, easy, we're, easy. We're so conditioned almost to be like, he's black. Well, oh, come, hey, come on. Yeah, slow down. What, but he what is. Doing? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what he's just saying. It's a descriptor. It's totally fine. Right. Yeah, yeah, that that, that was interesting. Yeah, he did say, but it's so funny because he did say, like, black man. He's a black man. Yeah, a black yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, he said yeah, like, yeah. 35 times. They say it a lot. At least he didn't Multiple say. Multiple scenes. At least he didn't say a black. That's always awkward. Whew, that's bad. That's always, that's like. certainly bad. That's like a mobster thing. Oh, but do you want to talk about weird racial shit? Oh, I loved this. <laughs> All right, so, so we funny. find out that there is beef happening between the uh, Italian mob and the black criminals, black organized crime. There's a meeting between Sweet Stick and the head of the black mob and their guys in this, like, garage. Kolchak is there taping it and watching, taking pictures and shit, uh, serotypously. There's a line where... uh, So Kolchak has been asking questions about this dead guy who keeps popping back up. He knows his name. Uh, His name comes up because he, people say, uh, the Italian mob says that he has been killing off his numbers runners. The Ita- yeah. This black guy's been killing off the Italian numbers runners. Uh, and he's blaming Sweet Stick, saying he's sicking him on him to take over the numbers racket. Now, it should be noted that he's not just beating people to death, he's literally snapping them in half. Yeah. He's like breaking their backs in half because he's like this super naturally strong. Thing. Yeah, man. Uh-huh. So he's like, what about Vincent, whatever the fuck his name is? <laughs> And the mob guy goes, he was a coconut. And then the black guy goes, one of these days, some coconuts is going to fall on your head. You keep talking. <laughs> one of these coconuts is going to fall on your head. It's going to hurt. And then the Italian guy goes, you keep talking. There's going to be some coconut milk all over the I place. Just- and it's like, can you? I know you're saying coconut because it's supposed to be black. But this, is a, this metaphor is going on way too long. And it's very uncomfortable. I've never. Is that a thing? I mean, apparently it was in 1974. I, I've never heard that being used as, as like a epithet. Well, what was funny is that he, he called, the only time I've heard coconut used is for a like a like I've heard Indian people or other brown people say that is like a one of theirs who acts white. So it's like brown on the outside. Oh, okay. okay. But that is not what this conversation what is about at all. He also called instead of calling him sweet stick, he called him licorice stick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which that is also be, another fucking racist ass was, moment. 
And then he goes, he goes, all right. He's like, look here, liquor stick. And yeah, yeah. Sweet Stick goes, it's Sweet Stick. <laughs> all these people in these shows are just constantly reminding people who are purposely mis- like fucking their names up. That's not my name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah no, yeah. Sweet Stick. Uh, I do like that Kolchak gets beat up a little bit. Oh, yeah. Like when he's talking to Sweet Stick and his guys at first. They kind of be- punch him around a little bit, throw him out the the store. He he has gone to this like voodoo store. He yeah. goes to this like Haitian guy store where he can like buy a lucky number or get like a love potion or whatever, and that's where he meets Sweet Stick for the first time. Uh, but then this happens, and he t- uh, the uh, the mob guys are like, "Oh, we got to kill him." Like, oh, they go, "Oh, that's Kolchak." I like that everybody knows Kolchak. They all know the Kolchak. black criminals all know Kolchak because like he's a reporter and he's written about their fucking criminal enterprise. The mob guys know Kolchak for similar reasons, uh, and they're all mad at him. They hate him, uh, and he's like do like trying to talk his way out of it, it which is enjoyable. It's actually uh, fun to watch him kind of be in jeopardy from human beings, and yeah, not just monsters. Well, like it's funny because he completely fucks up with that uh, the tape recorder or whatever. Yeah, that's how, yeah, he, that's yeah, how yeah, he, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's it's also weird that he's a little incompetent out of nowhere. A little because the one thing that he has been is a good reporter. Yeah, and now when he's hiding, listening to this thing, he like plays the the tape backwards and it makes a bunch of noise that's how he gets caught but he tells the mob guy like no it's this other guy it's this black dude uh he's dug up from the grave or whatever the fuck uh but i know where he's gonna be i'm gonna be find him or whatever so they, they go he's like no he tells him if we dig up his grave he's not gonna be in there yeah uh so they go dig up his grave he's not in there but there seems to be something in there like cut up something there's some yeah it's difficult to tell again the uh the it's lighting is not super yeah, yeah, yeah. great it's a little dark i just love that the mob guys like believe him yeah, yeah the cops know but the mob guy so, does it's so funny that they're like oh no it's it's, it's not this it's this uh haitian zombie man yeah, yeah you know what if we go and dig up the grave he won't be there and they're like eh, fuck it let's go see like, you don't have stuff to do you're the mob you don't have business to take care of <laughs> you have enough time to watch a guy an old fucking man who dig up a grave no idea what he's doing dig up literally six feet yeah yeah, yeah. the whole thing and then like you have that much time that would have taken hours there's another story going on with the cop. Now, it's a different cop this time. It's not the same head of the cops it was last episode, yeah. which I found weird if they're still in Chicago, but whatever. Um, where him and Kolchak have this beef because Kolchak suspects that he was, that this cop is dirty. Yeah. And he's in with the mob and he was in on the kiss. So basically, the main story is that this zombie has been dug up and reanimated to take vengeance on all the people that killed him. That were in on killing him, which is the mob, which is this dirty cop. And his mo- it's his mom that's doing all this. His mom is a, a voodoo priestess or whatever. Um, that house I enjoyed. The thing of, like, he shows up and from inside she goes, Kolchak, come in. And he's yeah. like, oh, how did you know it was me? I don't know any number of ways, but fine. I guess it's magic. <laughs> uh, but she has, like, this voodoo shrine in her like garage or whatever and she's painting like like, the gag like the thing is like if they she paints your name on this miniature coffin and says the thing and that's how it's gonna sick uh whatever uh, uh the bad guy on you and his proof that this cop is in on this is that his name is painted on one of these coffins yeah but so is Kolchak's yeah so I don't understand how any of that's proof. It's and I do little... like that the cop is like, and he takes pictures, like, see, it's your name on a coffin. That's how I know you're guilty. And the cop's like, but your name is right next to mine. And she's like, and Coach X excuses, well, everybody hates me. Yeah, okay, basically. Like that. He's just like, yeah, well, no one likes me. And I, you know, I ask a lot of questions. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, yeah, all right, I guess. Uh-huh. He tells 
the cops as another thing that Kolchak always does where he's like, like in the vampire one, he's like, here's what you gotta do. You're gonna take the stake. You're gonna drive it through his heart. This one is very complicated. It's insane. He's like, okay, you're gonna wait until he's dormant. Then you're gonna put these candles out. You're gonna pour the salt in his mouth. <laughs> you're gonna sew his lips closed. Can it's you like imagine so- sewing someone's lips closed. And not, sewing a six foot, three hundred pound, supernaturally <laughs> strong zombie's lips closed. Uh, which he he tells him like, if you don't get him when he's dormant. And you're not able to sew the lips closed, and you better set these candles up, which will like caught, like freeze him, I guess. And then you're gonna have to like strangle him. That's the other way to kill him. Uh, the zombie shows up. He's chasing after fucking Kolchek. Uh, there's a scene in the the. I do like the zombie makeup effect. I thought it was effective. Yeah. It looked pretty good, particularly for the time. Uh huh. Kolchek uh, tries to. Do the, so he finds him, he tries to do the salt, doesn't work, it wakes the guy up. Guy's chasing him through this junkyard. He eventually is able to hang him from some sort of chain or something. I didn't really, I that, don't know, it was weird. That was made kind of not super clear. Yeah, he like, he's being chased, and he sets up, like he gets ahead of him, D- yeah, sets yeah, up a circle like a, of he candles. He sets up like a circle of candles, which I guess freezes him, and then he like wraps his chain around his neck. and From nowhere, yeah. That hangs. That Whatever, they're in a graveyard, there's a chain. Yeah. I'll, I'll let that slide. <laughs> um, he does fuck up the evidence again, where like, he, the, now the zombie gets like crushed in a, in a car or yeah. something. So like now, it's another one of those moments where it's like, oh, he's got the proof, there's no more proof. Which I do, in, I, I think is an effective, uh, effective trip. Yeah. Um, this is where I, to me, I had a couple problems. One, they never explain how they caught and killed the zombie the second time. All right, so the the guy ends up in the grave, right? Uh, he gets killed. He's reanimated the zombie. He goes to the uh, the barn where there's the shootout, where he's killed again and brought to the morgue and then reburied. But how is he killed again? I thought you had yeah. to put salt in his mouth. You got to do all these different. No, nope, apparently, or just shoot him a bunch. Apparently, I think maybe like because he lays dormant, so maybe like you maybe can... he was just asleep or something. Asleep, yeah. I don't. know. It was fine. Uh, I do like this episode. I feel like I'm shitting on it towards the end. It does. It gets a little convoluted at the end. It's not it's as confusing. succinctly wrapped up as the previous episode. Visually, are. it's a little confusing. Also, uh, nothing happens to the mom. The just mom deported. Was... What? She gets deported. Oh, she gets deported. Whatever. She's still fine. Yeah. She's still alive. She just goes back to fucking Haiti to be another uh, voodoo priestess. It's fine. Yeah. She's. They don't kill her. She's yeah, alive. Yeah. She she's still, still just. A, yeah. It feels like a, like she should have some repercussions other than going home. Yeah. She created a zombie. Uh, the dirty cop doesn't go to jail, but he is kicked off the force. Yeah. So he gets his comeuppance. Uh, but then here's where I get confused. They're like uh, the the guy who's in charge of the newspaper, whose daughter was the girl in the trunk in the beginning, mm-hmm. whose story kind of doesn't really go anywhere. Uh, he calls, and there's a scene with the heron reporter, and says like, uh, "Where's my daughter?" So oh, oh, whatever, whatever. And Kolchak says she's in a cab on her way back to Brooklyn. Yeah, he sent her in a cab all the way to Brooklyn. I well, here's my thing. Maybe they're just in New York now. That would make way more sense as to why there would be mountains if you drive out of the city. If you drive out of New York City, upstate a little bit, there's farmland. There's all of those things. And you can put someone in a cab back to Brooklyn that's not going to be a $3,000 cab ride. I didn't think about that. 
But they never set up, and it would explain why the cops are different. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. every, it seems to me like maybe in the second episode we're supposed to know that they're now in New York. But I don't know that, and I'm basing Weird. it on this one line at the end. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. It's the only thing that makes... It's the only thing that makes sense to me. Yeah, otherwise uh, it'd be weird if I was a cabbie and some guy's like, hey, take this woman to Brooklyn. Take this woman, f- I don't know, 15 hours, 20 hours back to fucking And he Brooklyn. leaves immediately. It's not like, why? He's like, okay, and yeah, yes, yeah, sir. Yeah, and yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, don't you have to have like like a, like a medallion to like it, to like, operate? operate a like Because, yeah, that'd be, that'd be a lot of money one way, but on the way back, who are you going to... We can pick up some fares. Yeah, hey, yeah, I'm, going back, to... <laughs> I'm going back to Chicago. Anyone need a ride? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's it. That, <clears throat> excuse me. That felt very strange to me. Huh. Um, I, again, I I feel like I'm like that ending felt. It just felt, it felt a little convoluted, a little a little confusing. But overall, I really liked that I episode. Like it. Yeah, it was good. And I felt like the goofy seventiesness of it saved. What was kind of a confusing story. Yeah. Uh, just like the stuff with Sweet Stick and the coconuts and all that shit. Coconuts. I just really, I don't know, it worked for me. And I'm watching the show. A lot of times we watch shows on this podcast where it's like, fuck, I got to get through two more episodes of this. I am very excited to continue watching yeah, this Yeah, I just, I'm interested to see, like, because I think there's like 20 episodes or something. So I'm interested to see, like, what the different monsters are. Yeah, for sure. Because they, they are doing a good job of, like, they haven't, you know, I'm sure there will be, like, pretty standard ones, but also, like, oh, that Jack the Ripper one was real neat. Like, that was different. I've never seen a, a, that done like that before. I just, uh... Is there a particular monster that you would want to see him take on in the series? Whoo, okay. Um, I feel like I would like a, like a UFO Aliens episode, yeah. and I feel like that probably has to happen. Um... I also wouldn't mind an episode where he thinks it's a monster and it turns out to just be a murderer. Okay. I wouldn't mind them flipping it and doing the reverse, where where all these episodes are like, oh, some maniac's out on the streets and it turns out to be a murderer. I think it could be fun for him to just, like, catch a fucking weird serial killer every yeah. once in a while. That could be good for me. You got a, mur- you got a monster in mind? Bigfoot. Bigfoot would be fun, one, because he's in Chicago, so that's interesting, or whatever city's in. You you imagine seeing Bigfoot with a shitty Chicago accent? (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) Eating deep dish and shit. (laughs) (laughs) Also, is Bigfoot known as, like, a violent monster? I don't know. There's there's a lot of different versions of Bigfoot. What if he beats the Loch Ness Monster? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy shit. Just on the subway. On the (laughs) subway. It's a Loch Ness monster in like a trench coat and a hat, hoping nobody notices him. It's got a fake mustache. Yeah. On. Uh, you are a sea creature, sir. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. How about yeah. them bears? I don't know if Bigfoot. No, Bigfoot has never been described as being violent. I don't know. Maybe I want to see monsters. Maybe there can be more than one. They can fight. Oh, that'd be good. Like Frankenstein versus the Wolfman. And all yeah, that shit. yeah, yeah. The Mummy. I feel what? like there's got to be a. Mu- I feel like they're going to go through the classics. They're going to do a vampire, a werewolf, a mummy. Frankenstein is like a specific thing, but maybe some sort of reanimated corpse thing. Well, I mean, they've done the zombie thing. Yeah. Uh, but you knock out those five. There's 15 more episodes. Yeah. I'm very curious to see what he does with all those. Yeah. Be interesting to see. Like, I bet. I bet there's a bunch of stuff we're not even thinking about. Oh, for sure. For sure. And also, I don't, like, I could go to the episode guide right now. I don't want to know. No, yeah, I don't want I want to be surprised. Uh, you got anything you want to plug? Um, you can just follow me on Twitter, at Pat Dean, or just follow me on Facebook if you want to know about 
cool things going on, you know? Or you can listen to my podcast, storyfellers.com. Check it out, man. Please. Do all of those things. Just do uh, it. I will be in Houston the 19th through the 21st with Ralphie May at the Houston Improv, so come out for that. Hell yeah. I'm in uh, San Francisco, then I'm in L.A. Just uh, keep abreast of my, at Chris Cubis on Twitter, at, uh, Chris Cubis on Facebook, at Chris Cubis on Instagram. I don't fuck with Snapchat. Uh, if you like the show, <laughs> rate, review, subscribe. I'm old. I can't fuck with that. I don't even know. I, t- I just figured out how to do like one of those filters once, and I was like, oh, that's cool. And then I just threw my phone over I my shoulder. Ju- I'm, like, I'm j- done with this shit. <laughs> I don't even shit anymore. I, I just downloaded it, and I was just like... I had three people and I just gave up. Yeah. Like, you know, I'll just <laughs> yeah, talk yeah. to Joe Tuller and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you like the show, tell your friends, rate, review, subscribe on iTunes. That helps as well. Uh, we'll see you next week. Bye.